Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together Vayechi Sheni, the second Aliyah in Parshas Vayechi. The topic of our Aliyah is switching the hands. It is seven Sokim long, writing from Perich Memeches to uh, Yud to Tes Zion. Let's take a look at the basic summary and then we'll look at some points to ponder. So we hear that at this point in time, the eyes of, ya- of Yisrael, the eyes of Yaakov are um, getting um, old, in old age are getting weaker and he can't really see so Yosef presents his two sons in front of his father um, who embraces them and kisses them then we he says to his children I never expected to see you, your face and now I'm able to see even your children he is so um, moved by this experience Yosef then takes these children um, um, out of the embrace he puts them in front of them presents them in front of his uh, father he presents him in such a way that Ephraim is on his right and 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 Menashe is on his left, which is the opposite orientation for his father. So that means Menashe is on his father's right. But instead of just taking it that way, the pasuk tells us that he switched his hands, Sikhel is and he places his right hand on top of Ephraim and his left hand on top of Menashe, and then he gives him a bracha. And he says that Hashem who has gone in front of me in my fathers, and Hashem who has tended me, looked after me to, to um, um, from, from my youth till now. Uh, the angel who has guarded me from all, who has redeemed me from all evil, will bless these lads, these young men. And they should be called by my name, and they should multiply like fish among the land. Very beautiful blessing, something which we uh, incorporate into our pr- uh, prayers, our kriyas shema alamit before we go to bed. Very beautiful um, blessing. Let's take a look at a few basic points to ponder. Is there any re- relevance or significance in the blindness of Yisrael, of Yaakov, in his old age? Ha'emek Dawar says, yes, actually, because he his love, because he did not, did not have sight, his expression of love couldn't be as visual, so that it had to be more physical. So he made up for what he couldn't see or express through his sight, and his perception by his physical touch, which is why he was kissing and hugging them. Very interesting idea of compensation of senses that the Ha'emek Dora discusses over here. The Balaturim, um, or the kids of Balaturim, actually presents an idea which is very fascinating in that it's actually the same pattern that has happened to Yaakov. We've seen this before, in the sense that here you have a son who's presenting in front of a blind father two children, but he places them in the order that the parent did not intend. So before it was Yaakov doing this to his father Yitzchak, in Parshas told us when Yitzchak was not able to see, and Yaakov thought he knew better, and he's going to place the younger one in front of the older one. In this case, it's the other way around. Here you have Yosef, the son, presenting the children in the way the father did not want. The father had wanted to bless the younger one, apparently, first. So it's the same uh, the same situation. It's almost as if he's supposed to be reading it this way. He's supposed to understand that part of this is a replay of what he did in his own life. The most important relevant question to this aliyah is why is it that he switched his hands? So actually, the Pasuk tells us why he switched his hands, but the problem is, is that the answer it gives is not sufficient. In fact, it's counterproductive. So the, the Pasuk says, Sikel he switched his hands. Why? Because Menashe is the firstborn. But that doesn't make sense. That's the reason he should not switch hands. Switching hands should be despite the fact that Menashe is the Bechor, which is what some of the Farshim say. They said the word ki over here does not mean because, but rather despite. But it's interesting because that's, that's obviously clearly out of the basic context of the word. 
as understood. So is there a way we can possibly read this, this, this Pasuk in a more te, uh, um, clear um, way? So it, the, the Ha'imek Dover of Nataritza Yehuda Berlin has a very, very beautiful perspective over here where he says the following. It really comes down to hands versus feet. If you think about it, your hands are, extend themselves in the body. They are attached to the torso of a body between a person's head and heart. They are connected directly to the creative cerebral part of the body. They are the expression of creativity. They, they are what we shape things with, what we write with, how we express our love with. Hands are, are the most creative. We can speak in a sign language. It's a very beautiful expression. Hands are a very creative part of the human being. Contrast that with feet. Um, feet, on the other hand, are not really, we're not thinking about them so much of the time because they're mechanically doing what it is that we need. In fact, the word for habit in Hebrew is hergel from the word regel. Um, they are the lower half of the body, they're much more the physical, grounded part of the body, less connected to the brain, to the heart, to the feelings, the thought process. And they just do. They just carry on doing, which is an amazing thing. When things go wrong, God forbid, when a leg is not able to work in the same way, when let's say one doesn't even real, one goes down in the dark or downstairs and um, and doesn't realize how many stairs there are and bumps into the ground hard, one realizes that one's legs have been doing this the, this all the time subconsciously. The brain has been calculating this. The, the feet have been moving all this time without even realizing it. Um, so what is interesting is that that there are two children over here. We know that Menashe has been the right-hand man of Yosef. The Midrashim have filled in the subtext that Menashe is the courtier of Yosef. He's been working in the palace with him. Clearly a protege of the Yosef type of life, which is integrated into society at the highest of levels. Then you have Ephraim. Ephraim is not quite the same. We know that Ephraim, according to what Rashi tells us based on the Midrashim, that Ephraim was the one who spent time with his father, his grandfather, with Yaakov. He was very much a man of the tent. He was very much um, timid and retiring. He was not involved in the, the, the complexities of court um, life. And he was the one, to, in fact, to inform Yosef that his father, that his father was sick. So Ephraim represents, in a certain sense, the spiritual leadership, whereas Menashe represents the physical leadership. So when Yaakov switches his hands, the reason he switches his hands is because he is not switching the feet. He's not turning them in, in a different direction. Yosef presents Menashe on the right-hand side. Yaakov does not tell Menashe to move to the left. He only switches his hands, which means that he is essentially saying that Menashe, your place where you stand, your feet, the feet of the nation, as your physical, material leadership, deserve to be on the right because you still remain the Bukhar. But Ephraim, your spiritual leadership, where the hands belong or the blessing, is going to be on your head, the right hand. That means to say that, in fact, what is being emphasized in the Pasuk is not the switch, but the lack of the switch. Sikhel is said of, he only switched his hands and did not switch where they were standing, ki because Menashe still remains the Bukhar. Yaakov's creativity and perspective over here was his ability to understand that Menashe deserved to be the Bukhar where the feet stood and Ephraim deserved to be the Bukhar where the hands stood. And that's what was being done over here. Then Mehaimekdava goes a little further to say and that's why it is that at the beginning of Sefer Ba'amidbar, the, the, um, at the beginning of the 40 years in the desert, Ephraim comes first in the countings and the end, Pashas Pinchas, 40 years later, Menashe comes first because they're about to enter the land of Israel where they have to involve themselves in all kinds of material pursuits. So therefore it is switched then. Just understanding the complexity of what was ha happening over here as well. Finally, one last question is, what does it mean in the bracha of Hamalach HaGol, that last pasuk in Aliyah, this angel which redeems me? Rashi says there was actually an angel. Yaakov had, uh, had a certain protective agency that would help him at times of tzara, 
of, of pain and suffering, and he summoned that to help his grandchildren as well. The Arachim HaKadosh says, no, what it refers to is it's the word of Hashem as it expresses itself in this world. Let the word of Hashem bless the boys. What does it mean that Vikorei Bohem Shemi, let them be called by my name? Arachim HaKadosh says that they should have a status of being part of the Avos, of the patriarchs of the, of the nation as well. Malm says that in fact there are two modes of Hashem's interacting with the world, through nature and above the nature through miracles. And Yaakov Vino is, de is describing both of those expressions in these last two psukim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu who has guarded him, that's through, through miracles, and Hashem who has guarded him through a malach, which is through nature as well. And he's asking that both of these modalities of operation be transferred upon the children. And that's why when it comes to the right hand side, which is the, nis the nisim, the um, miracles that be transferred to Ephraim, and that's above nature, and the left side is Teva, is Menashe, in a similar idea to the, what the Nitziv was saying, is that let Ephraim be the one to experience the, that miraculous, direct from Hashem experience, and let Menashe experience the Teva, the expression of God in and through nature. Um, as well. Um, what does it mean that they should be like many, like the fish? Rashi says that they grow like fish who are above the the eye and We'll see Yosef is blessed with being oile eye and above the eye. Um, Rav Hirsch says that it's, it's, the metaphor is very profound. If you ever stand on the seashore, you look at the waters, it may look gray, blue, green. You just look out there and you don't really see anything. And if you're to ever go scuba diving or snorkeling and off the coast and suddenly see that there are schools of fish and corals and all kinds of beautiful, it's a whole world out there living completely in serenity without the, the interaction of, of, of mankind as long as they're not destroying their habitats. It's, it's a whole world out there and down there just below the surface and that's what he's blessing them with. He says, Let you, I want you to be able to succeed in serenity in an instant environment where you don't have to be worried or concerned about the environment around you. Let you be able to succeed like the fish live in their own realm, in the realm of Haaretz, of the land itself. With this we conclude the second Aliyah of Pasha Zayichi. Have a wonderful and meaningful